Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Vox Tablet. It's me, Sarah Ivory. I'm your host. Today, what to read in the waning days of summer. I get a lot of phone calls and text messages and emails from two people in particular asking me for book recommendations. I'm talking about my parents. They are in two different Jewish book groups, and they are ever looking for recommendations of what to read next. Well, here it is, summertime. I find myself in a similar situation because I'm about to be on vacation and I'm inundated by endless possibilities of books. There are so many I could read. There is so little time to read them. So we thought for today's podcast we would call a group of writers and friends in the tablet orbit to ask what books they recommend. Andre Asserman, hello. How are you? I'm fine, Sarah. You're well? I'm very well. Thanks for talking to us. Um, You, as everyone probably knows, are an essayist and you're a novelist. And sometime back, this goes back several years now, we spoke to you about your novel, Call Me By Your Name, which is a fantastic love story. It's set in the summer by the seaside. It's almost like a summer reading Ur text. (laughs) (laughs) So what I want to know, given how much I love that book, is what have you loved reading-wise this summer? Have you read anything that has just blown your mind? Um, I've read a very interesting book, and I'm using the word interesting because it's a good book, it's a great book, but it didn't blow my mind. Um, Part of the reason is because it's a Holocaust book, and I've been reading a lot of Holocaust books, and um, there's something rather sort of grim and sinister when you read about the subject, but it's very powerful. It's called A Brief Stop on the Road from Auschwitz. It's by Joran Rosenberg. He's uh, Swedish, and um, it's, it's quite amazing, actually, because he tries to recreate what his father's life was and how the father survived the, the camps, many camps. Wow. Have you read anything that has completely turned you off this summer that you'd say definitely stay away from this book? You think I'm going to tell you this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be you can be euphemistic. You don't need to identify it by title. <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen it quite a few books because I get a lot of books because people want blurbs, uh-huh. and so I, I tend to look at them at some point. And if by page two or three I feel this is absolutely disgusting, I can't believe somebody wrote this. Um, I won't do the blurb. Um, but uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of things that were that remind me that I have standards. That there are books that I do love, <laughs> that I worship. Um, I am rereading now a book that I can't believe I haven't reread many times, and it's Jane Eyre. Ah, and uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I wish people could write this way today. Maybe they can. They're just not getting published. Who knows? Well, they're probably not getting published because it takes a lot of patience to read it. But it's absolutely fantastic. It's brilliant. Tell me, what is on your bedside that you have yet to open, but you want to get to it before the school year begins? Well, there are two books, and they're a source of embarrassment, because one is Persuasion by Jane Austen, whom I adore. I love Jane Austen, but I never finished Persuasion. For one reason or another, life always came in the way, stood in the way of my finishing that book. I started it many times, and for some reason, every single time, I can't finish it. And it's not because of the book. It's because other things come in the way. Right. And so that's one of the books. The other one is a book that I have never read, and it's by Anne Bronte, the sister, of course, and it's Agnes Gray. And I want to read it. I mean, it's embarrassing to go through life and get to my age and not have read that. Well, if that's your big embarrassment, I think you're doing all right. <laughs> Thank you.
Nat Bernstein, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, from what I understand, you are the network coordinator for the Jewish Book Council. What does that mean? What do you do? All right. The JBC Network Program is our author tour program. So currently I'm touring about 270 authors throughout the United States and Canada. So um, those are JCCs, federations, synagogues, and any organization with the Jewish Book Festival or running Jewish events throughout the year. Um, So each year we get a whole new crop of authors with current books of Jewish interest to tour through these communities. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of coordination. (laughs) So do you have to have read the books by the 270 authors who you're overseeing? Um, I would say I don't really get through all of the books that go through our office, but since I edit all of the reviews we put out, I do get at least a taste of every book we review, every book we represent, um, et cetera, et cetera. So then tell me, uh, what have you read this summer, either for your job or for just your own fun, that you could not put down and that you'd recommend others to read? Oh, so I have to start with The Sunlit Night by Rebecca Dinerstein. It is this stunning novel set in Norway, kind of at the top of the world, in which a recent art school graduate named Francis escapes the woes of a young lifetime in Manhattan um, by apprenticing for an artist who paints only in yellow. And while she's there, she meets this young man who is in Norway to bury his father at the top of the world according to his father's wishes. And um, basically these two young characters orbit closer and closer toward companionship over the ensuing weeks of you know, the Norwegian summer, probing each other's grief and stumbling through the Norwegian summer sunlight that never quite abates. And it's one of those books that just echoes in your head throughout the day. It's lovely. Wow. Um, and I am currently reading The Book of Numbers by Joshua Cohen, which, you know, people fall on either side of it. They say it's either impossible to get through or one of the most brilliant books they've read in the last couple of years. Um, I think I am in the latter camp. I'm really enjoying it. I'm finding it a treat. I just started it the other day, so I'm only 100 pages in, and it's 800 pages long. It's a tome. Um, But so far, I'm just finding it enjoyable and and very clever and very interesting, especially in a Jewish context. He's doing very nuanced and interesting things with biblical reference and um, also on the more mystical spectrum of things. Nat Bernstein, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Amelia Kahaney, what a treat on the telephone. I'm really excited to be here. Amelia, you write young adult novels and you are a short story writer, but the short stories are for grown-ups. They're awesome. And I think of you as a voracious reader. So I want to know, what are you reading this summer that you are liking quite a lot and that you would say, Sarah, you've got to read this book? Okay. Well, I've just come back from a family vacation on a lake. Um, And as I watched three very young children playing in some pretty rough lake water for the past week, I've been loving this book by Celeste. I'm not sure how to say her last name. I think think it's pronounced Wynn. It's N-G. And it's called Everything I Never Told You. It's a big hit of the summer. Um, It's about an Asian-American family in the 1970s. And as it happens, on page one, one of the children dies in a lake. So that was a fantastic (laughs) beach lakeside read. 
Um, it's an w- amazing meditation on race and America, but it's also this really gripping, juicy beach read mystery um, because of the death. So wow. I've been loving that. Um, the Beautiful Bureaucrat by Helen Phillips is this really Kafka-esque story. I just finished it. I have I was lucky to get an early copy. Um, it's sort of what Kafka would have written if he were a woman, I think. It's this amazing um, trial-esque tale. And uh, I also just read The Unfortunate by Sophie McManus, which mm-hmm. is this huge, thick, juicy, Jamesian saga about these very, very rich people. And that was a fabulous kind of family story. But the book everybody is waiting for, or everybody should be waiting for, in my opinion, is not coming out until September 1st. And I'm, I'm devastated about that because I thought it was going to come out in August. And that's the fourth Neapolitan novel by Elena Ferrente. It's called Story of the Lost Child. And my, my whole summer and life is built around that book coming out because I tore through the first three, maybe four months ago, and this is the last and final book in this foursome. And that's, you know, my every waking moment is um, consumed with checking on when this book is coming out. And it's September 1st. I just checked. And that book, the first in that series is My Brilliant Friend. Is that right? Yes. The first is called My Brilliant Friend. And Aleda Ferrente, as some of your listeners probably know, is an Italian novelist who she writes under a pen name. Nobody knows anything about her. And she writes very, very candidly about being a woman and living in Italy and about female friendships and relationships. It's smart and it's like nothing else I've ever read before. Yeah, well, I'm about to go on vacation and I have a copy of My Brilliant Friend and I think I'm finally going to give it a go. The first 40 pages are not as captivating and shockingly original as the rest of the next three books. Okay. But after you get through it, you'll just, you'll just gasp. You'll just be turning pages just like gasping. Sarah Wildman, how's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, you wrote a book. We had you on the podcast about your book, Paper Love, which is all about your grandfather. And I'm sure that it's on the reading list of a lot of people this summer because it's so fascinating and riveting. Although it is about the Holocaust, so it might not be ideal beach reading. Nevertheless, I want to know what have you read for fun this summer that you have absolutely loved? Well, so, of course, I have a mix of both fun and a little less fun. But because I'm still doing the book festival circuit, and in fact, you're catching me at the beginning of the Martha's Vineyard Book Festival, which should be actually really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. Um, so because of that, I've you know intersected with a bunch of writers and realized I needed to catch up on some stuff that had has been out for a while. For example, um, Joanna uh, Rakoff's book, My Salinger Year, which kept kind of being on my bedside table. I finally read it after hanging out with her for a while and, you know, absorbed it in about an afternoon. I mean, it's so good. I couldn't put it down. Um, and Anita Diamond was also in Nantucket, uh, where I'd run into Joanna as well. And I read The Boston Girl, finally, because she was there. And I also read that in an afternoon, which, as you know, with small children, is pretty rare <laughs> for these little tiny moments. Um, and then a little on the more academic side, I finally picked up The Impossible Exile, the George Prochnick book about Stefan Zweig, 
And the book that I've been kind of immersed in lately, because it's coming out in English this fall and I'm writing the introduction to it, is a book called Katha, I've Always Been Here. Um, and it's about a Norwegian girl who is deported from Norway, a, a Norwegian Jewish girl, obviously. And I realized that I knew nothing about the Norwegian experience of the war. And so a lot of my reading over the last few weeks has been academic books about Norway and the war. Um, and then stepping away from all of that, I am desperate to read the Michelle Goldberg book, The Goddess Pose, both because I know her and I think her writing is excellent and I know what a wonderful reporter she is and because I practice yoga and I love the idea of understanding that what we practice is a kind of amalgamation and the idea of, of a woman who sort of set out to claim something and, and reformat what's sold to us as kind of ancient Indian practice as something that's really um, a kind of expropriation and a remodeling based on a sort of fascinating globe-trotting Forest Gumpian kind of female character of the 20th century. So I, I think that the topic is really interesting and so away from all my other Holocaust Jews, you know, that kind of story. So I'm excited to look at that as well. Marjorie Ingle, thanks for being on the phone with us. I'm happy to be here. Now, we get to see you pretty regularly in Tablet's offices. You are a columnist at Tablet Magazine, and you have a big stack of books piled up on your desk. I always I see it. You've got Judy Bloom's latest novel. You've got Shulam Dean's memoir. What I want to know is what book have you read this summer that you simply cannot stop talking about? I am still writing my own book, so I have not really started my summer reading yet. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing I most want to read is um, a book called Some Girls Are, which is a YA novel that got a zillion starred reviews that uh, was on the summer reading list. It was published a few years ago, and it's on the summer reading list um, in a South Carolina high school, and a mom decided she wanted it banned, and the school actually listened. Um, so my family's response whenever there is a book challenge is to immediately buy and read the book. <laughs> so both my teenage daughter and I are going to be reading that this summer. It's a book about um, a girl who is sexually assaulted and then she's basically slut-shamed and everybody calls her a whore because she because of something that happened to her. And after that, do you think you'll get in any well, other books? Well, you saw the Judy Bloom book on my desk mm-hmm. that I definitely want to read. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for me because I'm afraid of flying, and it's a book that's based on something that happened in Judy Bloom's own childhood of um, a summer in which there were three plane crashes yes. in her neighborhood. So um, that's going to be a little stressful. That may be a Xanax read for me, not so much a beach read, uh-huh. um, but I love her. Um, what else do I want to read? Well, Grown Up Book is um, Dietland uh, that I've heard is a little bit polemical, but, um, you know, as a general, uh, somebody who likes reading about women of size, I think that could be funny. Yeah, I have that on my bedside table. Oh, well, you should, you should give it to me when you're done. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Good. As for you, dear tablet listeners, now you have got some great book recommendations to take with you wherever you roam. On our website, you'll find a list of all the titles that everyone recommended today. Check it out. 
And if you'd rather listen to podcasts than read a book, well, Vox Tablet has a huge archive of stories. We have a lot of conversations with writers, with musicians, with artists, with all sorts of people, and you can check it out and listen to some fascinating conversation. And you could also please subscribe to Vox Tablet on iTunes. Make sure you never miss an episode. Vox Tablet is produced by Julie Subrin. I'm your host, Sarah Ivry. Thank you so much for joining us, and please do enjoy the rest of this summer. <laughs>